0: This is Anime Flynn, and I'm here talking to Training for Ultra podcast, and really looking forward to talking about like Sonoma 50 and so much more. Yeah, it's like really, I just need to catch up with Rob.
1: Ultra Podcast. My name is Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra and we have a really good episode. So this is catching up with Anime Flynn. Um, this isn't necessarily an interview per se. It's more just a conversation. And uh, yeah, I've, I've been a big supporter of Anna She had some great runs in 17. Honestly, I thought she had a really great 18. And she doesn't see it that way, but it's awesome to see that, you know, she's tweaked her training to take herself to the next level with just a really big win at lake sonoma so she's figured out something we talk about it a little bit with a bunch of other um, topics during this episode so real quick thank you to exoskin destination trail sufferfest beer hammer nutrition and ultimate direction wanted to emphasize exoskin now has socks toe socks specifically for Larger feet, so size 12 and up if you need toe socks, they finally developed those. So that's kind of a a cool thing that there's not a bunch of options if you do have a bigger foot out there. So feel free to use my promo code T, the number 4U20 for 20% off. And yes, Hammer Nutrition if you want a promo code there, referral code for 15% off, 25, 28, 88. So thank you to those five sponsors. Um, also wanted to start something new called Patreon Question of the Week. So have about seventy-five, you know, awesome Patreon supporters. We interact on Facebook and kind of behind the scenes. And I wanted to add something else. So May I'm going to try to roll out, um, you know, some added benefits of Patreon members, but. To start us off with the Patreon question of the week, we already have a few lined up, so it's kind of exciting. Uh, Victorum asks, favorite, favorite sunrise or sunset scene on a run? And I kind of kiddingly responded, the fourth sunrise, specifically Moab, when you're, you've been out there for days on end and things are getting sketchy on a hallucination front, and you're running into downtown Moab. And you can kind of see a brim of sunrise, you know, above the mountains because Moab's kind of tucked down in a valley. Um, that's my favorite sunrise that I've seen so far. And I've seen, I saw way too many of them out there, too many sunrises and sunsets at Moab. And it was cool. He shared his favorite um, sunrise during the Mountain Lakes 100. Sounds like his shins and hamstrings were hurting he'd been like running alone in the dark for some time and seeing the sunrise he says made me feel that things were going to be all right so yes that's definitely an awesome sunrise and congrats on a 100 mile finish that's pretty that's really amazing and last but not least alex from i met him he bought my book we went on a group run at runner's roost aurora messaged me he's like hey rob like what kind of gear do I need for ultras? And having talked to Alex, he is like very inspirational guy. He's overcome a lot, just picked up running and just caught the bug. And he did tons of marathons. And I'm like, and he loves the trails. I'm like, you are an ultra runner, bud. Like you don't even realize it now, but you are such an ultra runner. So it sounds like he's going to do his first ultra this year. But in terms of gear, I mean, what I think... First and foremost is headlamps and like getting accustomed to running in the dark. So whether that be maybe tucking in, um, if you're going for like a hundred mile race, doing a hundred K that's a little longer. So you get some experience running in the dark. You can also just wake up really early or go for a later run, get accustomed to your headlamp and just the fear, the natural tendency of being sort of fearful in the dark. Like eventually you can practice it enough. That you overcome it and I would say chafing is a really big deal so when you go from like a hot start in the desert to then really cold weather it's really important to recognize the fact that you're sweating and then getting cold and so personally I'll utilize like squirrels nut butter Um, sometimes you have to wipe you know wipe down with baby wipes get that salt off your body because it causes problems that don't seem like a big deal at mile 80 And then, like, you know, you're 10 more miles in, it's becoming debilitating. So, little things like a quick sock change, you know, wipe down your feet, add more um, foot lube of some sort, throw your socks, new pair of socks on, or a shoe change, just getting accustomed to that sort of thing. But in terms of gear, I mean, there's nothing more that I can really think of. I mean, packs, it's test the heck out of it because if you're running 30 miles with a pack and it's chafing you, Again, everything gets amplified over ultras. So like the longer 50 miles, you can get away with some of that. And then lastly, like hydration, nutrition's like probably the biggest change from a marathon distance to ultras is if you fall behind on calories at mile 25 or even mile 17 of a marathon, you can gut it out and finish and still have an acceptable time. If you're falling behind on nutrition and hydration early on in an ultra, it can become a very, very long day or possibly DNF. So Alex, thank you for the question. I'll follow up more. Hopefully I'll be out to the new runner's roost in Aurora. I think they have a new grand opening, uh, new store there. So thank you guys for the questions. Again, Patreon question of the week. Give me feedback. Let me know what you think about that idea. And yeah, last but not least, I am working on the audiobook. I'm currently in the middle of moving, so... It might be another probably two or three weeks, but enjoy this episode with Anime Flynn. She's becoming just a really good friend, and it'll be great to see her out at Western States where I'm going to be doing some video. So have a great week.
0: (laughs) Really needing to share those beers.
1: We are really needing to – I'll start just recording. We are really needing to share some beers. I know we've been talking about it forever. Yeah. you live in crazy Colorado I live down in Denver so
0: which is also crazy
1: I know I mean <laughs> but you're in Carbondale what is it like two and a half hours away
0: yeah it's about two and a half
1: yeah we'll we'll figure out something and for yeah. the listeners background anime Flynn and I have been talking about doing a video here sometime like we've really we've even picked out music right yep we're the gonna do it on. yeah of course
0: yeah, naturally
1: a lot of a lot of nature sounds
0: yeah some uh, heart beating and you know getting some bird calls and wind blowing effects
1: it's it's gonna be cool we'll get real artsy people are gonna be like whoa was that a video or what did I just watch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> how have you been uh, anime Flynn and I you know she supported me hugely she wrote actually a a blurb for the back of my book and part of the forward and we become really good friends kind of behind the scenes um how how have you been
0: i've been well yeah just uh meaning to get over to the front range finally got over there and we've been meaning to catch up and wanted to come hang out with you got with you earlier this winter but every single time um, I made plans to go down to Denver. Every it felt like time. One of those bomb cyclone.
1: Every time, storms. it's it's like amazing. Like <laughs> if if we plan <laughs> yeah. to go have beers, there will be a snowstorm. Um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm just really happy for you. You know, I've, I've been a supporter of yours through the good times and the bad. So totally. I'm just really pumped for you that Lake Sonoma clicked. I mean, tell me where were you because. I know you had a great training block going into the North Face, and I know you were totally bummed about not applying that fitness level, and you were super patient and holding off. I mean, share with the listener more about what was going on you know, November, December, and then through um, hitting the start line at Lake Sonoma and making that call.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think I recall talking to you a little bit about some of those low moments where... And I kind of self-doubted my, you know, myself, self-doubted myself. Doubt, I had yeah. self-doubt. Um,
1: <laughs> I know even
0: and you just being able to execute a strong performance um, had been a while since I really felt really good in training and and just trying to get consistent training under me. So um, when I couldn't race North Face 50, um, you know, all of my peers were trying to get after FKTs or jumping yeah, in JFK yeah. 50. And I just thought, you know what, I could try and do that. But, you know, it would be more advantageous for me in the long run to spend some more time getting in some base fitness. And yeah. that was kind of, yeah, my my main goal. And then I had some low moments when I was hoping to tow the line at Formidable 50k and so I kind of had that in my mind so that would be like November, December, January so that's four months of okay now I've got something else to go for and then I got the flu yeah, and right. so decided to pull out of Formidable and then that really I think that's when I started messaging you a bit too and I'm just like oh man yeah. this, I don't know not like is it worth it but you know kind of like how how much more can my mind you know deal with the what ifs like okay i'm gonna tow i'm gonna, now i've got to go do lake sonoma 50 which is you can't really test the waters there you just kind of have to go for it so um i was just kind of all in at that point and i was like all right well uh yeah <laughs> so i just kind of had a, a, more of a respect for the process and kind of evolved with the the highs and lows of that kind of mental battle and just feeling like you know I don't I just have to be confident and trust my training and and enjoy the process because that's all I can really do
1: I mean it's always amazing talking to you like especially kind of behind the scenes and I I'm not going to obviously share everything but um like I look and I'll, I'll have a magazine cover like Trail Runner or was it Trail Runner Magazine? I think you're on the cover of it and like behind the scenes like you are kind of questioning if you're even an ultra runner and like that sort of stuff and it's just like wow like I don't know because I see you as just a super super talented runner Ma- you know amazingly nice person um, and then to like kind of peel back the cover and have you question everything and like I know you're battling um, some health issues at, at one point last year and I mean mm-hmm. pe- people were giving you crap on like I run far like message boards and like just there's so much crap going on um, it was hard for me because I, I could see through it and I I know how talented you are and I still think your best years are in front of you whether you believe that or not. Um, So it's so great that you had this just awesome performance, and I couldn't be happier. Hopefully that whole bottle of wine wasn't drank, like, night of the win. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Are you Uh, you and Paul still recovering from that bottle? (laughs) Yeah, I
0: think I'm – I don't know if I'm recovering more from the wine or from the race itself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did it taste good at least? I mean, you got a lot of it.
0: (laughs) It was super good. Anything that you drink in like Sonoma is like the best thing you've ever drank.
1: <laughs> are you are you much of a wine drinker? I know, we always talk about having beers. I'd never even asked you if you like wine.
0: Yeah, I actually really love wine. It's uh I joke that it's I just call it sauce.
1: <laughs> so red red wine, I assume. Or white yes. wine. Okay. Yeah,
0: red red wine.
1: Okay, cool. Um so did you change anything from last year? Like, did you learn anything from these low moments in 18 that you applied and figured out or were you just doing the same thing and patient and just applying that same method going forward to Lake Sonoma?
0: I would say combo. I think I was doing, I was applying exactly what I learned in 18, but I slowed it down a lot. Um, So part of the, injury, quote unquote, that I had was not <clears throat> entirely physical. I mean, I guess it is because it had to do with my heart and my heart rate, but, um, I basically have just run too hard for so long and pushed my heart rate too high, um, that I needed to spend more time, um, building my, my threshold basically was... Um, there's like a ceiling for like, you know, like your max heart rate. And then there's like, what is your base heart rate zone for being able to run for, let's say five hours straight. And if you have all your fuel and you've got, you know, adequate water, you should be able to run, you know, let's say nine minute pace on a flat bike path for, you know, forever. And essentially what happened to me is that I had pushing myself so hard because, you know, living in marble is just vertical gains everywhere. It's kind of hard to keep your heart rate down when you're running uphill. Um, And then that, coupled with skiing, same kind of thing, that I kind of found myself in a situation where I became aerobically deficient. Yeah. And uh, if you Google that term or phrase, it's kind of – there's not very much information out there. But uh, I was kind of doing some self-diagnosis and (laughs) – kind of seemed like that was what was my issue so I basically spent some really boring months in marble in the snow and blizzards like running around just being like shaking my head like wow this is fun sometimes but for the most part it was extremely mental um totally a I don't know how to explain it more than like, um, I was definitely like, uh, what's the word kind of like a yogi style, like Zenning out. Like I really had reached different plateaus of what I could do in terms of tolerate and pushing my body and my mind to another place. And not because I was pushing hard because I had always kind of fallen back on, oh, if I push this workout hard or if I get after it today um, at like a, you know, harder cadence or harder heart rate or higher heart rate, then, you know, I'm going to get fitter. And essentially I just did too much of that. And so. um,
1: So you got you sped up by slowing down.
0: Yes. Like that. I, I definitely took that phrase. And that concept, and totally understood it. Spent time understanding what that meant for me, and got my baseline assessed back in August. And was like, "All right, I'm spending all of my runs under 150 heart rate, which for me is really slow." That's huge.
1: That's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's what I did. Like, I haven't really. I've done maybe like a handful, maybe ten. 10 to 15 workouts in eight months.
1: And so, so how yeah. how do you feel that by slowing down your training, and I assume you still have that speed day or two mixed in there yeah. to, A
0: to couple, keep, but keep the fast much, twitch yeah. going,
1: but how do you feel like that's changed your running?
0: Oh, my gosh. Like, huge. I now have this platform. I mean, I have I finally been able to lay down some bricks so that I can – you know, continue to build and weave in appropriate workouts that in races that I want to perform well at and be able to complete them and feel strong throughout the race and, um, feel like I have something to tap into when I'm performing and
1: you you had a breakthrough here, realizing
0: that
1: you were redlining all your training runs,
0: redlining in races just, yeah.
1: And it was breaking you down. Yep. And so you slowed down. I mean, that's great. I mean, I'm sure you just applied a lot of uh, what you heard on training for ultra. And
0: (laughs) yep. Well, (laughs) yeah. Besides
1: the enjoying your training part, you're supposed to enjoy these like zen moments out there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, but I think like for for several of us, I'm sure, is that you think that you're going slow enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying the runs before. I mean, I was redlining, but it was more just like, you know, I might've been breathing hard trying to run up a, up to a peak. And like, I love that. I get so much out of just like charging and, you know, it just, I didn't, I didn't really, I think really know my body well, or like what, how to train right or, or really took the time to, figure things out like I got into the sport in 2015 so I mean it seems like it's been a while but really in reality it hasn't been that long and you're brand just new being, to
1: the sport yeah yeah you, you so, have you have 20 years ahead of you if you're smart and training like you are now totally at least right. I mean 20 years like a magda like competitive 20 years at least um yeah. so do you feel like by slowing down building this aerobic base like as solid as you have and you said you're even building up from your foundation now how's that affecting distance because we've talked a lot and you're almost like a i, I don't know like you're so focused on the 50k and under type distance i think we've even talked about this behind the scenes like
0: mm-hmm.
1: like how you really consider yourself an ultra runner but you're a short distance ultra runner like is Building this aerobic base level now kind of built some confidence in going beyond 50K. I mean, obviously, Lake Sonoma 50, you had a kick at the very end, which was unbelievable. And I want to hear more about that. But do you feel confident now? Like 100K, 100 miles, like with your level of of easy miles and base level fitness, like is distance in your mind changed?
0: Um, yeah, I would say completely, like, I think that what I've done over the past seven months specifically, like was, has been the best off season I've ever had. So, you know, if I've been able to get, you know, back in 2016, when I raced 50 miler Lake Sonoma, you know. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't have anything. I didn't have any base really. I mean, I had maybe a year's worth, but it wasn't really adequate training. And then, you know, I've raced some 50 Ks and I've had some successes in 50 milers, but for the most part, I think that 50 K distance and under, but specifically the 50 K was really all that I felt most confident in completing and completing well. Um, and, and not just, not just,
1: just of, any 50Ks either for the listener's background. Like you're throwing down at some of the hardest 50K, like a speed goat 50K, not just uh, running track loops or anything like that.
0: Right. But, yeah, to go back to the point, like I think my aerobic efficiency and capacity um, is, like, all time for me right now. and Awesome. It's almost yeah, it's almost like I I can't wait to, like, go back and, um, like, I'm not racing as much this year. Like, people, I know a couple of my competitors are going to Transvalcania before Western States or they're doing Transvalcania and then they're doing, you know, some other, large, you know, big,
1: doing the longer tour. race. Doing and the tour. Doing the
0: tour. What?
1: They're doing the whole tour. I mean, yeah. come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, and for me, like, I, I, I know that if I want to... Have results like I did last weekend, then I need to make sure that I fully recover and I build adequately and just get back to, get back to that aerobic training or you know training and also load up on strength was which is another thing that I did um, that was different from last year or similar but I feel like that adaptation of the strength build or layer into my training has now finally, um, truly absorbed and like, I can handle the load. And so I think that's been a major component. So I'm hoping, yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm in a really good place right now. And that's reason why I've decided that I'm going to, you know, I have some, um, course i have some like fears and unknowns about racing western states and that hundred mile distance but i have no doubt that i will get to the track unless you know something bizarre happens or but if i get you know to the start line healthy and not injured which if i that's everything at that point everything race like my plan is to get there healthy if i'm healthy i'm racing and I will get it done. I can't
1: imagine showing up the start line of a hundred miler, like with even the most minor of injury, because it gets amplified. Like it's just even middle of the pack, back of the pack. I can't even imagine it. So, and by the way, for the listeners background, if you don't follow anime on like Instagram, when she says she does, you know, some strength training, she's like crush. You'll sometimes you'll update stories with like your ab workout or like doing pull-ups. I think you could just absolutely annihilate me at both of those. If we ever had to go head to head, like you don't mess around. <laughs> and I, I remember I messaged you after you did like an ab workout and you like updated a video and I was like, you made that look so ridiculously easy. And <laughs> and you're like, it's not. And I was that's like, not. I, I know like you made that look ridiculously easy. Um, so that's cool that you're mixing that in. I mean. Just out of curiosity, like, what type of workouts are you adding into your your actual running training? Like, what are you lifting weights? I know you do a lot of core work and even pull-ups.
0: Um, I do a lot of kettlebell work. So, it's, like, kettlebell is similar to a dumbbell, but it's in the shape of a, like, kettle. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then I, be, I do single leg deadlifts. Um, and I alternate. So basically you alternate your left leg, right leg. And so I do reps of 10 on each leg. So 20 total. And then do some TheraBand work to work on my stability and lateral strength with a TheraBand. And then so I'll do like, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute of, of that type of exercise. And then go back to the kettlebell Rep, and then I'll do five sets of that as my main workout. And then I do um, core strength and then alternate between the core and um, some type of push up and um, upper back strengthening exercise. And I do that once a week. And depending on um, where I'm at in my volume training, I may do that twice a week in preparation for a larger volume block.
1: And and so like, let's say, do you put that, actually I'll, I'll rephrase this. Do you put that type of, I don't know, your core workout, like before a run, after a run, do you only do that work in a day that's like maybe no running?
0: Um, I typically, I typically t- take one day completely off. And then um, I usually do like, a one hour shakeout, um, either right after the workout or the, um, strength exercise that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, or I'll just take it off completely and just do the strength exercise just depends on how I'm feeling or yeah, it's totally adequate for me to that be my main focus for the day and then eat a bunch of food and drink a lot of water.
1: Do you, do you have a coach at this point? I know last time we talked, you were in between and trying to figure that out.
0: Um, no, I don't. I still coachless and I think
1: you you can just say, you can just be like training for ultra coaches me.
0: Yeah. Training for ultra (laughs) coaches me.
1: Here's my training plan. Uh, (laughs) just, just get out there and enjoy your, enjoy your training. Yeah. Smile. Um, yeah. That's, that's interesting, because I know you were talking about um, a specific book by two authors and, like, thinking about having them as coaches and going in between.
0: Yeah, that was Uphill Athlete. Um, and I've learned a lot through reading their book, and they just came out with – released a new one. I haven't read it yet, but it's the Scott Johnson and Steve House. Mm-hmm and it was called training for the new alpinism. And I just found there a lot of commonalities and or similarities between what I'm trying to do here in the Rockies and trying to train with kind of like ski, ski run combo, and then Mm -hmm. also adding that strength training, which was what they talked about a lot. Um, And seemed to seem to be working. So, but I've just kind of fine tuned, you know, all these different elements So aspects to work for me.
1: I don't know if we talked about this when I first interviewed you and you've been on the show a few times. Um, I'm just curious, like, do you have a special diet at all? Are you like, are you vegan, vegetarian, like keto? I I don't know. Like, do you have anything that you restrict yourself from or
0: do you, do
1: Do I, yeah. I mean, I was keto. I've I've tried. I'm at this point. I'm on a taco diet. <laughs> yeah, um, that's kind of, I'm on that train too. I'm like literally. No, I, I, my I, wife's like, she'll make dinner, and she's amazed at how I can form that into a taco right now.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> like, oh, pasta. Yeah. Uh, where's that flour tortilla sticking there? <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I I uh, I eat everything.
1: <laughs> okay, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure
0: I actually feel like I could lose a little Like I eat a lot of cheese And Same think here. that I'm a little high in cholesterol right now Because i am got inside tracker results I was like, oh, oh man, yeah, yeah I should probably lay off the eggs and the cheese and the bacon
1: I mean, honestly I wouldn't change a damn thing right now <laughs> yeah. Don't change any After Western States, let's reevaluate but, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah don't change a damn thing because it's working. Um, yeah. Whatever you're doing, so I you do. You'll you'll have breakfast, or do you like fast in the morning, like with coffee, and like
0: no.
1: I, I don't know. I'm interested I mean, to know.
0: I do a lot of. I've worked on. I do fat burning or work on <clears throat> training my body to just go off of like a fat burning kind of um, uh, training regiment um, early on and, or that's what I was trying to do early on in my training block or my base building block. So in December when the snow came in, basically would just drink coffee in the morning and then go out for, you know, up to eight hours on my skis and not really take any food and just drink water. So I'm, I do pretty well without eating, um, I was going to say
1: you don't have any fat reserves. I have, I have, I I have enough (laughs) calories on me for the both of us. (laughs) But I
0: do. Just trust me. (laughs) Really? Yes, I have like a really health. I think I'm fairly healthy for female runner. Period. But like female ultra runner. Like I know for all the women listening, like my menstrual cycle's super healthy. Like I, you know, I sleep really well. I mean, I. Yeah, just really healthy. That's important for
1: for hormone balance, which affects so much. Like, we're we're so ignorant of how all that stuff actually, like, really affects the body and gets amplified once again in ultra-running.
0: Yes, Um, totally. Yeah, it's really important to, like – like, I wouldn't advise someone to be like, all right, I'm going to start fat burning and, like, I'm not going to eat food and I'm going to go – like, it's definitely something that I've progressively, like – gotten used to over time. But for me, like prepping myself for, let's say like Sonoma, where it's like, all right, now simple sugars are totally going to help me. You know, um, I, I go with like the coffee in the morning, go out and ski all day. And then as soon as I get back, which is like, you know, three, maybe I get out at like 6am, come back around 3pm and then I make myself, Typically, I make myself like an an open-faced like egg sandwich, and just like toast, butter, mayonnaise, avocado, yeah, tomato, egg, melted cheese on top, maybe some bacon in there, and then extra uh, cheese, more cheese, extra cheese. I also do smoothies, so it's like banana, and I do like uh, this Vega supplement, um, which I think is awesome, and I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but um, they have a lot of nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and, um, plant protein. So it's not like I'm anti plants or like green vegetables or salads. Like I definitely,
1: I've heard good things about vegan eat whatever I
0: feel like I want. So, yeah. Do you, and then, are you I, t- and then as I like get closer towards a race, then I start to train with, um, honey stinger and which is works out fine. It's like, I just all of a sudden start eating during training, and then just get my stomach and my gut used to dropping goose into my gut, and then everything works out.
1: So do you, I mean, will you change your diet, like, in terms of when you come back, when you're in that taper mode, do you become more vegetarian or vegan? Like, I don't know, yes, for some I reason, do. I cut protein just yep. on a subconscious level, into taper because my volume is way down um and i'm i'm trying not to put on like 15 pounds before (laughs) um but like it, it truly like it helps my circulation i feel like i don't know i just feel better when i reduce protein into like the final two weeks before an ultra and i'm a total novice at this stuff so i don't know if that's what you do also
0: it is. That's really interesting that you brought that up so contrary to probably like um stereotypical belief is like carbo, carbo, like jam food into your stomach, week of race. Like I, I do kind of the opposite. It's almost like because I did all this fat burning and like have eaten so like I eat a lot afterwards and throughout the day and before I go to bed and so going into my taper week even the week before like I can feel myself be really hungry like when I start to taper off and I'll totally satiate myself with whatever it is I need or satisfy myself and then like let's say for me thinking back to like Sonoma I was like the weekend before I felt really sluggish because I don't know it just felt kind of heavy-legged and out like a little bit wonky you so had I all those started-
1: you had the egg Open face, bacon, cheese.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that. And I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, uh, hand me the iceberg.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, have, <laughs> yeah. I literally, I do a salad a day in a race, like, Same. at least. At too. least. And it's probably not the healthiest, it's like iceberg, but, you know, I throw in olives and all kinds of good stuff in the salad, and yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I definitely, like, I'll go with, like, kale, spinach, like, all the veggies, like, Nice. But I I definitely cut out – I would say cut out all protein for sure. Like starting Monday before the race, it was like, all right. And you can – it's actually really funny because that is like the main discussion that I have with Paul. It's not about like, (laughs) oh, oh, I need to make sure that I foam roll and like loosen up and feeling kind of tight. It's like, dude, I hope that my body doesn't just hold on to all the food that (laughs) (laughs) that I've eaten this week. like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because you know. So I just I'm really like conscious about how much I eat the night before. Like I don't eat that much the night before a race. I just kind of I have a, like a larger breakfast, but definitely like very fibrous. Yeah, and then have kind of not as much coffee during the week. And so then the morning of, I can yeah have a regular bowel Throw movement whole, <laughs> and feel yeah. like it's time to race. So even
1: even yeah. an anime Flynn is concerned about that. Before yes. a race. Yep. Just totally. throw, throw in the coffee and it just goes right through you and like you're good to go?
0: Um, No. Well, not no. to get
1: personal. I no, mean, if you want to
0: know, like honestly, that's Sorry. like one of, has been one of the largest downfalls of my racing. Really? It has been, yeah, it has been, okay. which I haven't really talked about that much because it's not like you want to hear everybody's excuses on Social media, like especially when it comes
1: to booth.
0: it does <laughs> really for me. It's like, oh, like because I can go for a long time, like just to be clear. Let's say okay, just so be, let's say just to be gra- Saturday, gra- graphic, or, like, I think is you've got word. a long run, <laughs> right, coming up, and so you get out, you like wake up in the morning, like it's not a race day. Maybe you have some toast and some peanut butter, or something. Drink your coffee. And then you head out the door, like maybe you drive a little bit. So, you know, it's a good amount of time has passed and you start running. Like when does someone typically go poo? You know, like probably pretty soon. Yeah. You know?
1: I mean, it's bouncing around in your I think because I've done all this fat burning
0: training and like I have a really slow metabolism because of it too, I think, that, man, like it could be towards the end of the run, like three hours later. So, um and that can really put a damper on a race when you're trying to go hard and you're like, come on, like, I'm just, if I could just get everything out of my gut, I'll feel a lot better. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, yes, I've done a lot of gut training over the past.
1: No, I mean, it, well. I mean, we talk about it. It's awkward, but like I talked to Michelle Yates, who wins run rabbit run while going to the bathroom 20 times. Like she had yeah. to stop go to the bathroom, take care of that situation 20 times. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: she still ended up winning. But, I mean, it's just part of our sport because yep. we're out there running so long. It's just – it. I mean, if it doesn't happen, I mean, it, you're either fortunate or, like, yeah, maybe you should talk to a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, we're all humans. <laughs> we all do it. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting yeah. that even – winning lake sonoma started off with probably your good routine and um i mean tell me more about lake sonoma i know (laughs) i know you you talked to uh air trans and ultra runner podcast Mm -hmm. i haven't had an opportunity to listen to it so i don't want to ask the same questions like it's
0: all good so um, far it's been very different
1: eric's been super nice by the way uh he is
0: really
1: nice i I'm trying to hook him up with a non-alcoholic beer that's, like, a real special, like, the brewer is working on it. Um, oh, that's awesome. That's to hook nice him stuff. up. Yeah, hook him up at Western States. He's going to be – he's up there every year, so it would be cool to yeah. meet him. But, yeah, tell me more about Western State or Western States uh, – Lake Sonoma. Like, how were you feeling in the morning? How'd the race go? And then, most importantly, I got to hear about this last two minutes of the race. It just sounds <laughs> yeah. epic.
0: <laughs> that epic for ultra running. It's pretty epic. Um, okay. So tidbit that I didn't tell Eric. So, you know, fly, fly into SFO Wednesday afternoon, get the rental car, head straight over to Marin, go to Stinson beach. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do the shakeout, make it super chill. But that's just kind of my thing. I typically go uphill no matter what, you know? So
1: <laughs> You're, Um, you are mountain. We end up going
0: up like the Dipsy Trail, (laughs) which is for, yeah.
1: (laughs) What? What Yeah,
0: it's kind of dumb, but it's just, you know, it's just (laughs) what I do. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Sea level, whatever. Just (laughs) do some hiking. Um, And so we go up the step. There's like some steps for those of you who've never been on it, but it's like fairly steep. And then there's this trail called the ravine trail that takes you on a like, kind of a loop. So you don't have to do an out and back to come back down. And that is fairly technical for like Marin standard. Um, and I sprained my ankle on the way down pretty bad and, uh, was completely like completely knocked down onto my feet <clears> or <throat> onto my bottom and was just, was holding my ankle, like cursing. Paul is like all silent, like oh, Paul's shit, like you know? Oh,
1: you're totally screwed. Like you're yeah, not like, you're I not thought racing like, all tomorrow. These people
0: have been breaking their ankles. Like Dylan Bowman, like some girls in Europe, like it's just been like this whole ankle issue. That like, are your, That or Allen pel broccoli. yeah,
1: that or pelvis, right?
0: Yeah. Gosh. Like just people are breaking things, you know, and so I just I really th- you know, I didn't know, I knew it was a bad one because I've sprained my ankle tens of times before. And so kind of just hung out there for a while, got really angry with myself. And then, you know, it's like, dude, I just spent seven months working for this shit. Like, like, and, but I had one of those, again, one of those moments where like all those times where I've zenned out running around in blizzards and I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'm just, See it through, if I have to not toe the line, like I'm not gonna start this race if this doesn't come back to like at least ninety percent. So I like hobbled down. I couldn't really walk on it very well um for the rest of the day Wednesday and like couldn't really sleep Wednesday night, it's freaked out. And then Thursday started to feel a little better, but I was kind of hiking testing it out at first and then i went over to lake sonoma and did a little test run and <laughs> so you it didn't just do looked... you
1: didn't do a quad dipsy like just to I test not. it out like... <laughs> yeah, <no.
0: laughs> i went straight to the course okay. and i saw skip out there who is a new rd for lake sonoma 50 so that was kind of a good omen but um so i went out there and i just jogged around and then if those of you, who have had, if you've had a sprained ankle, like it feels really stiff at first and then like you can kind of warm it up and get it going. Um, And it felt, started to feel fine. It got some blood flow and, you know, it was probably back to 70%. But anyways, so then Friday came along or Thursday, excuse me, that was Wednesday. No, I flew on Tuesday. Anyways, I had two training days on it. Let's see, Wednesday. So maybe that was Tuesday that I flew in. So I had more time than I thought. Tuesday, so... Tuesday Still, the fact the that day. you're
1: like I can't walk on it. Anyway, and now you're on the course at seventy percent.
0: Yeah, about seventy percent, and then, then the following day, so that would be Thursday. I did a little training, you know, a little shakeout, did some strides, and <laughs> Stri- felt like-
1: strides on your twisted ankle, like, gosh.
0: It was like ninety percent. I felt so. You know, so like, it's starting
1: to loosen up and feel normal. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. And then Friday, so that I kind of it was in a way like mentally going into the race, like it kind of helped me forget about competing and just like I think in my mind to start, I was like, I'm just gonna have fun with this and I'm just gonna do the best I can, like I do every race. Always, everyone has something, you know. They may not share, but there's always something that comes up, like. Like totally. I was sick, like for speed goat, which I maybe mentioned to you too. Like I got really sick before speed goat and like didn't eat anything that week. And like, it was not the best racing potential, but you know, you just kind of get it done. I think when you have those kind of weeks where you go into the race and you're like, all right, well, got nothing to lose really. You know, I'm just going to like do my best. And then you're not as stressed out about.
1: You're just thankful to like be there. Like in yes, my like exactly. like I for see. Moab two forty for me like my little kid was either gonna have cancer or like we had to change his formula, and, like in oh my in gosh. my in my book I write about it but like I was just I showed up f- like five days prior the doctor's like okay like it's either gonna be cancer or like you just have to change to a different formula because he he was pooping white which is like. Very, yeah. very abnormal, um yeah, if the listener has a a baby and it's doing that, you could take them to the doctor immediately, um wow. but yeah i I showed up to Moab, and like we had the all clear, like just change formula, like your kid's okay, I wow. was just so, yeah, I was just my perspective on life had changed so much, wow, and I'm sure you were the same way, like i you probably thought you broke your ankle when you first hit the ground, and like thoughts are going through your head of like I'm going to be out for six months on crutches and then like it starts getting better and better and so you hit the start line and you're like were you just thankful to be there like yeah
0: and
1: and feeling 95 percent?
0: this is a gratitude run like race yeah and just respecting all of the women and everybody that was out there I'm like we have come so far like we are here to celebrate what our bodies can do and it's rage let's do this it's
1: amazing okay yeah (laughs) so i'm sure i'm sure you've talked about the actual race i mean i don't want to go into too much detail but generally like what's the 30 second overview like are you feeling good from the start and just progress are you holding back like how's how's the overall Um, race going and how's your base level fitness going like are you feeling a difference
0: um, I felt really strong was mainly my what I felt the most like speed was there. we were moving me and I ran with Addie for most of the race, and we worked together as a team and and we're just having fun catching up, getting to know each other more for like probably first twenty miles and then
1: can I just tell you something really quick? Yeah, I talked to Addie like five days before the race, maybe, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, anime, like don't worry, she even if she takes a golden ticket like she probably won't be that interested in western states this year i hate i gave her bad info like i feel really guilty but um uh we were talking and she we we definitely talked about you prior and i i didn't know how interested in states you were just throwing it out there. I'm just being totally honest. Like you're,
0: yeah,
1: no you're talking about going to the bathroom that. before races. So we're up front here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I gave Addy bad info. I feel kind of guilty because I was. No.
0: Because
1: no we've talk. talked so much about shorter distances. Like I don't know. Like I didn't think beyond 100k was was like really um, something that you're interested in. Honestly, like I. I'm excited that you're you've changed your training to the point where a hundred miles is now interesting. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, well, so I'll speak to that in a little bit with a hundred mile. Like yeah, I chose I, sorry to, to get again. ahead of ourselves. Yeah, but I, I. Um, so felt first. Felt really good, and we were. First twenty like, miles,
1: you and her working together. Sorry, I totally right. cut off the and story. and it was like
0: we were going at like seven thirty average pace by like mile. 12 or 13 still like we were moving way below I think course record pace is like eight minute 805 pace average and so wow I saw that and like instead of letting her go and like me dropping back and letting her blow up I just kind of like it's like hey like I think we're going a little too fast like we need to slow <laughs> we're down course record we're about to <laughs> <laughs> either like hit the wall pretty hard or we're gonna have the most phenomenal race of our life you know Yeah. So, yeah, and then getting into, for those of you who don't know, is like mile 20 or so to like 35 is like full sun. So, um, and it's very, so it's very exposed, starting to really warm up, and I tried to put in as many gels as I could early on, and then something turned in my stomach, and I started to feel really nauseous. So EO rolled past us at that point, rolling mile 21, and uh, her and Addie took off, left me behind, which totally cool. And uh, I just decided to downgrade my pace and just kind of hiked it out a good amount. And um, that seemed to help me out because then once I got to the halfway point, I just switched to Coca-Cola and uh, electrolyte fluid. Coca Cola
1: Classic, um, I assume.
0: Yes. Only. Did they
1: did they flatten it for you, or was it still bubbly?
0: It was bubbly, which I thought was good. Was oh, stuck. you like
1: that? Okay, I'm always uh, yeah. like, I expect flat soda, like just out of <laughs> expectations. Um,
0: so, I was fine with it. So
1: sugar, like kind of a sugar high from, you said the halfway in.
0: Yeah, halfway. I mean, I was I was kind of operating calorie deficient from there on out because I was kind of afraid to take any more gels. Mm-hmm. Typically I do fine with gels But I just I haven't really spent much time heat training And so um, And so I Yeah The rest of the race My mantra is just to kind of keep light on my feet On the descents And make sure that I run uphills from there on out Even if I feel like walking And I think, so I, I think
1: Caballo Blanco <laughs> would Caballo Blanco would be like Yeah if you don't If you can't see the top You're what is it? You walk or hike until you see the top? Isn't the light yeah. light on the feet like a Born to Run reference? Or... Yeah, Born
0: to Run reference of some sort.
1: So, But I you're was... running to the top and then continuing to run.
0: You... Yes, I'm, I've, made, I've made a conscious decision that I hiked enough.
1: That's amazing.
0: In that five miles or four miles that I hiked and then it was time to run again.
1: And, so and you, I knew like just I saw
0: some of those girls on that lot. There's like a little bit of a lollipop. So I knew that there were you know fast girls behind me so i just wanted to make sure that i stuck to a pretty good rhythm and then cut up to Addie, mile 40 right before the last aid station um she we we're both pretty dehydrated i feel and um she was starting to slow down a bit and Struggling seem like on some of the uphills.
1: That's what the photos look like. I didn't I haven't talked to her yet But
0: yeah, but I I was like extremely, you know encouraging because she had done that for me in the beginning of the race and So I you know, I was like come with me like let's do this and just trying to be as positive as I could Because like That's it helps cool. to have somebody to you know once even being in front I felt like leading her made me feel like there was something more than just me being egotistical like running this race for myself it was like we're doing this together come on let's go and so that was really fun made me feel um feel more upbeat and could could continue to grind and
1: were you in second place at that point
0: yeah I was in second place at that point mile 40
1: okay and you and Addie just grinded like
0: yeah then we just we just just kept crushing and then we got to this, this little Allenback aid station. We saw, so it's just like the really there's only one two places that you can see anyone or any of your competitors. There's a little lollipop at mile 24, 25. and there's a small little back. it's like 800 meters. So if somebody's coming into the aid station, you're coming out, you can see them. but that's it. And then mile 45 is the last aid station. and it's a fair, it's a little bit longer because it's a little bit more of an uphill. Or it's a downhill going into the station then you have to climb back out. And so we saw EO right at the junction as we were going in. And uh so we filled up, you know, got some hydration, electrolyte <clears throat> mix formula and then I just downed like a whole can of Coca-Cola. I was just no, like, no, "All right,
1: no pickles." You weren't No s- pickles. Y- you weren't screaming, "Give me all your pickles."
0: No, not this time. I just want it. Yeah, Coca Cola. I think like worked the best. Give me all your Coca Cola. I need all your Coca Cola. By the way, love you guys. Thanks for being here. You
1: you have to experience anime going through an aid station at some point in your life. (laughs) (laughs) It's need to have like totally normal. Don't worry. Um, uh, Code words for things. Not to backtrack. Salt,
0: salt, Coca Cola, pickles. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? Uh,
1: not to backtrack, but was your ankle hurting at all throughout the race?
0: No, not at all. So you were totally
1: wild. recovered from that aspect? Totally
0: recovered. Gone. No
1: kidding. And, I mean, in the back of your head, were you like, well, Io Wang, already, she already won a golden ticket. Like, it's going to drop back to me? Or, like, were you just so focused on Lake Sonoma, you didn't care about golden tickets?
0: I didn't care at all about golden tickets. I just wanted to have a good performance there and – rage a bit and then when I saw EO, I was actually I got really emotional because I knew that no one had won Golden you know had won Lake Sonoma 50 three times so I was like just super impressed by you know what she's capable of I've always
1: she's amazing
0: she is amazing I've yeah. always looked up to her she is so strong she's all everything combined strength speed you know super modest like and humble smart super smart I mean, it's smart just like, runners,
1: smart yeah. chemists or whatever. Like. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, she's so dialed. But anyways, S- I saw her and then, but like really for me on that, because I had been there before in 2016 and that's where I saw Camille, right at that junction. So it was super crazy to see. It was like a flashback, like instead of Camille being there, it was EO. So I was like caught Camille, same place really that I caught EO two, three years ago. So, you know, it just goes to show you like the power of being persistent and not giving up, especially using my strengths on uphills where I was like tired, but I'm strong and I can run uphill. So it was like, probably I'm guessing majority of the, you know, top females are having to hike some of those hills. And so I just didn't. Cause I was like they're running downhill but they might be hiking uphill I'm not going to so that was my strategy and so anyways we come out of this little out and back and Addie's behind me and we didn't see anybody like coming into that so because we had no idea who was behind us yeah so and that's positive um, yeah but and I was so I was really like on like Addie's side at that point for a golden ticket and knew she was struggling a bit, so I was just like, oh, my God. And then I I, ba- I think I, like, turned around and, like, high-fived her or something. I was just like, yeah, you're going to Western States. Like, I just knew. Like Yeah. I was like, yeah, it, bring it home. Let's it, go. It's not like there's
1: <laughs> an average runner in fourth place at the time either. It's like, it's only like a Kelly Wolf. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> It's I mean, yeah, it's still Kelly Kelly closes hard. She's an
1: amazing runner also She like,
0: is yeah, but we have five miles left and it wasn't like we weren't moving so for somebody to have You know that much You know like for example like it took me I had five miles to catch up to EO and I didn't catch up to her to the last 800 So if we didn't see anybody on that little out and back like the probabilities are pretty low
1: Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense and what's going through your head? Like, you hit that aid station and you know where EO is. Like, are you just raging? Or are you, like, holding back enough to save some for, like, the final kick? Or, like, what's going through your head? Like, what's going through your head? Because, honestly, I would I would probably go all out and realize, like, oh, crap. Like, I'm going to bonk, like, two miles to the finish.
0: Yeah. I mean, I definitely, like, was cautious because I wanted – I was really happy and proud of myself for – getting into second place because I had been running by myself for good 15 miles. So, um, I was really just ecstatic to be, you know, in second. And so I was just enjoying the last five miles, I would say, like I was definitely working hard, but I think for, I was mainly just trying my best to get to the finish. Like there was no, I want to go chase EO down. It was like, I'm just going to do my best. And like, however it turns out, is how it's going to turn out. So I didn't really like switch any gears per se, kind of just kept it as consistent as I could. Didn't want to have, you know, pull a muscle or something, you know, I was feeling, my legs were feeling pretty heavy. Um, I know, Eo talked about that quite a bit too. Um, but mine were just as like mine, not as I can't speak for her, but mine were really heavy too. I think, yeah, like I said, I was a little calorie deficient. Yeah. And so, um, they want to bonk or, I don't know. Something happened, cost me being able to finish.
1: Pass out a mile before the finish. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Be
1: crazy. Like what? What's yeah. going through your head when you CEO? When sure see EO?
0: Because I'm sure you're, cli- you're so climbing. I,
1: you're climbing probably a little bit,
0: right? Yeah, I'm climbing kind of up. You you go from the lake up to the finish line, which is I'm not sure how much vertical feet it is. but I would say maybe a thousand feet, and um, you you kind of go into these little inlets so you could see across and I could see, I could hear people sometimes cheering for her. So I knew she was close and I could also see her. And so I knew she was probably like half a mile ahead of me or maybe, you know, it was closing on her, but seemed like she was hiking more of the Hills. So it just kept, I wouldn't like sprint up any of the Hills. I just kept running uphill. Like I, you know, I said earlier, it was like, just continue to run uphill. And then what happened is this huge, huge mud pit. So there's, there was all these like, just um, everybody talking about how the course was going to be wet and muddy this year, but there wasn't really consistent mud anywhere. Like you could kind of, kind of avoid most of the mud puddles. Some you had to go through, but you know, for the most part, it's pretty dry. And then there's this huge mud puddle. So just imagine like, a, what pigs would just be so into, like this huge mud puddle and i see eo that's like when i like eo was right there and i see her she's maybe 400 meters ahead and or 400 feet and she just is walk like walking through this thing and looks like she's you know about to tumble into it and um or be absorbed by it or eaten by it or whatever you <laughs> want to say it just looked like a horror film and i like totally underestimated the puddle cuz i was like oh i got this <laughs> 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 and I just I ran straight into it And I was like, tar baby like, I just got completely stuck <laughs> how, great, how
1: great would it have been if you just went face-planted <laughs> <Yeah. in.
0: laughs> That's what I felt like I was like, oh, oh, like all your stabilizers are shot And like you've been trying to run for like 45 and a half miles And all of a sudden you're just stopped in like, the puddle They don't
1: know who finished because <laughs> yeah. we can't tell um. Yeah, we don't
0: really know <laughs> It was a, I mean, that thing it you, finished
1: yeah. um, So do you pass her in the mud pit
0: No so it wasn't the mud pit It was like a little bit after that There was like a, steep, a little steep incline Before you get back onto So essentially it's like a fire road there In that section where the mud pit was And then it transitions to where you cross this paved road And then you go up a little bit more and it's kind of like gravel and then it transitions to a single track and it wraps around and then goes into the finish chute. So I was kind of is at the end of the fire road, right before you cross, you get about to get onto the single track. And then EO's is at the top of this climb before she's getting onto the single track again to go downhill to the finish line. And then I see this, you probably know, you know, Abby Mitchell or know of her. Heard of yeah, her. of course. She's, yeah. Yeah so her husband or her fiance, Cordis is right there. Like when I see you at the top, I'm kind of at the bottom of this climb, this last little bit of climbing. And I'm just kind of in this trance state of like, Oh, I just want to get to the finish line, like stoked almost there. And then Cordis like leaps out of the bushes. It seems like, and it's just like heckling me.
1: (laughs) You got to, you got to, a boulder type push to yes. to the end there
0: totally it was like colorado just like <laughs> everybody from colorado was like speaking through they course. were all
1: jumping out of bushes at you at the same <laughs> yeah. time and and did you did eo turn around like
0: i didn't notice that but okay. that was definitely caught on film so apparently yeah. she did and noticed me and what's then, going through
1: your head you're just like i want to finish at that point and like, yeah
0: i'm like i just want to finish like, and, like a guy just then, jumped
1: out of the at me out of the bushes <laughs> like i just ran through a tar pit <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: well no and then Cortis is like get it you can win she's right there close it wow and then i think i just had this like rocky moment where i was like all right, like here we go let's go yeah he's right yeah and I think I just like just started a rage at that point and then just wanted to like full like cheek to cheek arm swinging sprint mode yeah and uh, yeah the rest is that's amazing history it was, it yeah.
1: was what how many seconds or it was like
0: 15 seconds or
1: 15 so? seconds like 50 mile race in over seven hours, and it's determined by seconds. That's pretty crazy, and you're yeah. not you're not just running against any athlete in front of you. Like Eo is probably, if she just has a normal race, top ten at Western States. So like you're you're running against you know, super talented yeah. runners. Um, that's amazing, and I gotta ask like what was the finish line like? Because I saw yeah. I think it was. I, I, I can't remember. I saw a video of you just jumping up and down and then, like, cheer, <laughs> cheering EO on. Someone commented you wiped your snot, too, which, I mean, that's, like, next level <laughs> um, caring for the community. But walk me through it. Sorry.
0: No, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I was ecstatic. Like, I don't, I don't think I realized. I think what wasn't caught on film was, like, Maybe 10 minutes after I finished, I had my own moment of like come to like, holy shit, I just won this thing. But when I first crossed the line, I got picked up, I think, by Skip and he like was really proud of me and, you know, like all stoked. And then I like immediately I was like in my mind, like, put me down, put me down. Like, I know EO's right there. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I just got I just love her so much and like have so much respect for her and for all the girls that I race against, and so it was just like my, yeah, in- instinct was just like, to watch her crush it, because I always follow her on Twitter when she's doing races, and I'm like, oh my God, he has such a crusher, so to like watch her come in was also really fun for me, and um, yeah, super emotional, and yeah, I'm also cool. her number one fan, so <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm right up there with you, and I I have been. She started liking my stuff on Instagram when I was like running 16 minute miles and like literally just starting from the ground up. So Aww. yeah, she I I still remember to this day like getting an EO like, and she was on Ultra Runner magazine cover i think she actually won like sonoma that year it's it's a yes. picture of her running through a mud pit probably yes. the same mud pit. <laughs> yeah but just like covered in mud and running you remember that cover
0: yes like, i do and like her face is always all telling like she's so in the zone and like her stride and her form is just so in sync and like she just doesn't skip a beat and she just has these powerful legs and she's just like, yeah she's just Totally role model for really everyone. I think.
1: Yeah, I I met her <laughs> right before Black Cane in Hundred K. So I'm not sure if I really got a good feel on like the real EON in person because like going like right minutes before the race, you know, like you guys are in such this zone. Um but yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. That yeah, finishes she can, she can
0: be she's really can be really quiet, but then once you get to know her and break through that a bit. She is the most hilarious person you'll ever (laughs) talk to.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) And I mean, I just, I'll finish up with like, what was, what was it like seeing Addy come through because you guys bonded throughout the
0: race? Oh, I mean, yeah. Like it was equally just, um, just inspiring to see how much she threw down in the beginning and just stuck it through her low, point which happened to be towards the end of the race and was just persevered and um and yeah being able to congratulate her at the finish as well as like couldn't have asked for a better environment and um really getting to know her really just on the course is pretty something is pretty special like I've never
1: really had the chance
0: to get to know her yeah and so to spend the time getting to know her and the race is like there's definitely a bond there that is um unique and equally kind of hard to explain other than like can't wait to race her and race with her at Western States, you know? It's like, all right. First, Let's do this again. Let's do that first, same thing uh, again. <laughs> first
1: podcast Addie's ever done was mine. Like I I'm a huge fan of hers and uh I I had a, a Patreon supporter who is like you are the ultra runner whisperer because like literally the three of you, um, like the one, two, three females at, uh, Lake Sonoma. I mean, I've been huge, huge fans of you guys.
0: Like seriously,
1: huge, huge fans of you. Um, I think the, the world of all three of you, uh, I'm just really excited. So I thought I knew you (laughs) and then like, walk me through this West, walk me through this hundred. (laughs) What's transpired? I feel like now I don't know you. What What's happened over the past six months?
0: So I, I love
1: it too, by the way.
0: <laughs> I think ultimately it's just like a, the strength that I feel. So I think awesome. It's that in February. I don't know if you know Chaz Shea, um, but he is the race director for Canyons 100K. Okay. And um, well, and there's two other races. I think they have a. 25k and then I think they have I don't want to say this wrong but I know they have a shorter distance as well yeah. um, but he's a really good friend of mine and I knew him when I lived in Lake Tahoe he kind of introduced me to you know trail running in general and then interested me in doing some ultras and supported me in going for it and having confidence in myself that I was capable of racing a 50k um, so we have a bond, um, in just being in Tahoe, and I've learned how special like Western States is because his, him and his friends, and um, the Donner Mountain Running Party, um, trail runner, tra- trail running group, um, are just so enthusiastic about Western States. They also have an aid station right before you come into Forest Hill. Cool. And, um, and so, when I got a golden ticket at, Sonoma Snowman's 2016, I really wasn't ready to race 100 miles, but um, thought that it was possible, like, why not? And ever since then, had a DNF there. Um, I've always wanted to go back. I just didn't know when I was going to be ready. But um, I over this winter, I've been... Working a lot on strength and also I think what I've been missing specifically in strength is quad strength. So a lot of majority of or like majority of the time the reasons why I think I underperform in the shorter fifty K or you know Transfilcania um type mountain races is the downhill. So I I don't have enough or didn't have enough strength in my quads to handle that kind of beating. Yeah, and, um,
1: that's the battle.
0: Yeah, so that's been my battle. Like, yeah. I have the, you know, now I definitely have the endurance. I have speed. You don't really need that much speed for Western States, but it's I have it. Um, and for me, it was like, can I slow burn downhill
1: totally. for
0: a long time? That's, and, um, that
1: is exactly, like, if I was going to do a video, like, anime, like, Western States, 2019, I'd call it slow burn. Like... <laughs> You you will yeah, finish exactly. that the race if you slow burn throughout and run that same Lake Sonoma-type pace plus one minute. <laughs> yeah. you, will, you will be top ten if you take your pace down to conversational, like, you know, plus one minute even. Plus a heat training. I mean, heat training at States is huge.
0: Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think, like, I have the strength mainly because I think my ski adaptation has finally come into play. Last year, it was really hard for me to recover from longer ski days because skiing in powder, backcountry powder is really hard on your quads. And so for me, it hasn't really been that much fun, like it's fun skiing, but I had a limit for how long I could be out there and I definitely was really fatigued after a long day of skiing compared to to running like running is a lot easier Mm. for me than skiing. And I think it's because my quads. Um, and so this year I've skied a lot more and have put some big days on the ski and have been able to follow that up with big, you know, long days running as well. And so I think I'm pretty feeling pretty strong. And like you're talking about the heat up heat adaptation, like, I think, and I've been talking to Chaz a bit. I'm saying like a lot, so I'm gonna try not to. <laughs> um, talking to Chaz a bit about heat training, and so I'm gonna go over to Lake Sonoma after I get back from Portugal on the 11th of June, and I'm just gonna go straight to Tahoe There's... and uh, stay in a trailer or in my truck, and just go down to Canyons down by Forest Hill, where it can get up to 100 degrees. And just heat train and run around in the canyons and dial in some heat training. And then I think I'll, or I know, I, yeah, I really feel confident that I'll be ready.
1: I've, I've heard heat training is a huge part of states to the point where like, I don't want to say there's like secret societies on uh, <laughs> how to heat train. But basically it's gotten to the point where like you need to know some kind of secret handshake and get like the inside scoop. Hopefully I, hopefully I hear more about this, but, uh, I need to just get to States first. So
0: (laughs) yeah, you're going to be, well, you're going to be, you'll be there, but not racing. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing some film work for Matt Daniels and that's right. I'm sure I'll see you there. So I'll try to get some film of you too. Of course. I mean, if, um, and, and we have to have a beer at some point. So yes, I got to buy Paul a beer too. Yeah. What you've, what you've dragged him through.
0: Oh my God, he really, like, <laughs> poor guy, he's, I I try not to talk about running too much, but he's just getting inundated,
1: so. He loves biking, right, at this point?
0: He, he is, yeah, he, biking is definitely his main sport, he loves skiing, but he, he really adores biking, because I, s- <laughs> I talked to
1: yeah. his, I talked to his dad at Quad Rock when you were crushing that one year, and, uh. I thought I saw Anton. I thought I saw Tony like pull up on a bike and then it was like, no, that's Paul. I was like, wait, yeah, like tall, like super like fit dude. Um,
0: He is so strong. Like I I really am hoping he, he finds passion for racing again, but that's okay if he doesn't. Um, But I do think that he, you know, would find that it's fun and, yeah. Or maybe find the enjoyment again you know i don't know exactly what happened and
1: can't be but, forced um, it has to be organic and it
0: does it has does. to come
1: from within and i honestly yeah. i think that is what has transpired within you over the past six months is having just messaged you on and off like every now and then like i feel like you have found that same thing honestly um and I'm just super excited to see where you take it at states. And for the listeners' background, I mean, there's a Billy Yang film. If you want to hear how anime is day went at states, a few years ago, and <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> was that yeah a day in the life or life in a day? Life in a day, yeah. yeah. Great movie, definitely check it out. And yeah. I'm just excited to follow follow along and root for you and cheer for you and buy you guys a beer so stay in touch obviously yeah definitely and thank thank you you
0: for for uh being there for me when i've had some low moments and haven't haven't been a hundred percent um or haven't been at the top of of the game here Um, so thanks for being my friend through
1: it all i'm a big believer in you and i i am convinced that your best years are in front of you and i'm more convinced now than ever and yeah when you get those negative hate mail (laughs) comments (laughs) i'm i'm there to support you regardless of how your races are going but it's extra sweet you know to be able to touch base and share the episode after just a huge a huge win and you've discovered something that i truly think will take you uh very far over the next five to ten years so you've you've learned to speed up by slowing down in your training and like someone of your caliber that could be game changing so watch out for anime and yeah thank you anime
0: Thank you, Rob, and it's awesome to follow your journey and tackling the 200s, and maybe, maybe one day I will follow in your footsteps, but for now I'll just stick to uh, trying to get that 100 done.
1: That, that's where, that will be the sweetest first 100-miler you could do, and I've already signed you up to pace me for Tahoe. I don't know if that got <laughs> mixed up in uh, – <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> –
0: Perfect. Well, I'll look at the calendar in September. and we'll definitely
1: have to talk about that more in person in June. Alright,
0: have a good night. Alright, you too. See you.
1: And that's episode 86. Hopefully you liked it. Again, it was just a fun conversation with Anime Flynn. Um, best of luck to her at Western States, and hopefully I can get some cool footage of her running and share it with you guys. But thank you again to Exoskin, Destination Trail, sufferfest beer hammer nutrition ultimate direction destination trail i'll tell you bigfoot 200 only has i think 30 spots left and tahoe 200 sold out and moab 240 only has 40 spots left so i mean maybe i'm the crazy guy that's too optimistic but these races could all sell out this year which is really awesome so thank you to all those sponsors thank you to the patreon supporters we'll get another question the weekend next week And, yes, send me questions if you have them. I try to get back to everyone. And the book is for sale. Physical copy is on trainforaltra.com. The digital version is on Kindle on Amazon. And hopefully we have an audiobook on Audible and iTunes here in the coming weeks. Thank you guys for the support. Don't forget to enjoy your training. Have a great week. See you.